0: This is Christine. Being married, it's hard. When she was 15 years old, she got married to her then-boyfriend, who was 28 years old. And life as a young girl, as she knew it, came to a startling halt.
1: I was being bound with wake, always waking.
0: I asked her what the heaviest burden she ever carried was. She looked down, shook her head and whispered, My drunk husband.
1: Husband was an alcoholic, he used to drink so much such that people would come and call you to go and lift him from the Lord. When we go, for example, in town to do up our groceries, he gets drunk there, so you have to ask for a barrel for a wheelbarrowman to help you lift him to the station.
0: She always asked, rather begged for wheelbarrow money, to ferry her drunk husband home. This one time, she says, she was home with her then three-month-old baby, when someone came and called her to, once again, go pick up her drunk husband from the roadside.
1: I was washing and the baby was about three months And we used to leave, just the three of us, me, the father of the child and the baby. So after being called the baby was very young. I had to get the baby outside.
0: She remembers being there, by the roadside, wondering how to carry her drunk husband and her three-month-old baby all at the same time. She says she tried to ask for help from the people who were already gathering, mocking her. They didn't help. They, however, burdened her with more criticism, and it broke her.
1: People, they are like, bullying me, making you feel uncomfortable. And you see, getting married in a, as in being, in the youth, getting married to be in an early marriage, this is what you'll be facing, and you are not yet there. You'll be facing this contrast. so I would feel... I would feel so sad thinking I would have just been with my parents if I would have been listening what my parents they were telling me. I would have been here.
0: My name is Evelyn Wambui and you are listening to the Human Interest Podcast, a show about people, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. Today... A young woman tells us the story of how she thought having a boyfriend was hitting the jackpot, only to realize love or life at 15 with a drunk husband and a small baby was not what she bargained for. It's a hot and dry day in October and my colleagues and I have just travelled on a rugged, dusty road to get to this scattered village three hours off Lusaka. To this traditional music that loosely translates into a welcome song. To these group of young girls, most of whom have even younger children on their hips. To Christine, who I immediately spot from the crowd. She has two left feet, that's for sure. But it's a smile that captivates me. Her excitement, her energy through it all.
1: I sing, but I don't dance. Since in, I'm not a cultured, I was not grown in a farm. So I just know how to sing, but I don't know how to dance. Since in Zambia, when dancing culture, you have to use the control of your legs. So you don't, you don't use only the waist, even the legs, they have to be in the position. <laughs> have you ever tried? Have you ever tried, that? No. When I'm in my room all by myself, I do <laughs> Her laughter is infectious. I do try. <laughs> I can also know to dance and surprise my friends.
0: <laughs> I observe her and her baby as my colleague explains that I want to document her story.
2: My colleague would like to, to talk to you just to get uh, her eyes are full
0: of joy and about. excitement for a young girl who has been through a lot. Yeah. That and the fact that she doesn't stop smiling so much that you can hear the smile through our conversation. Qualities she has obviously passed down to her two-year-old, who's a spitting image in looks and deeds.
1: What's her name? Sebiso. How old is she? She's two years. Hi Sebiso. Oh, you're so shy.
2: Uh, <laughs> Hi, <a> uh, <laughs> <It's a pizza. laughs>
0: We start from the beginning. How did you meet uh, your husband? How old is he?
1: He is 20. This time when we met, he was 28.
0: He was way older than you were. Yes. And she tells me how she met her then boyfriend while in high school. Where, where did you meet? In school. He
1: used to work there. He
0: used to work there. Yes. What did he used to work
1: He was the like casual worker. Okay. When uh, I was in the boarding school. On this one night
0: that she had skipped her evening preps and was on her way to the washroom, he was fixing a broken sewer next to the washrooms.
1: I had to go there and help myself. That's when I met him. That's when he said, no, I like you, this and this then thinking of your friends you feel like wow this is a jackpot for me let me try this at least eh? i would also show off myself that i'm also a lady. i can do it at that time she says
0: having a boyfriend was the in thing if you know what i mean especially if they were older and working it meant they would buy you stuff food stuff mainly biscuits she specifically said, and you would be the envy of all your friends.
1: So I would feel like you are missing something having friend influence when you see your friends having the boyfriends who work, they would bring them groceries, bring them like biscuit and you are missing. They are so just approach me and think dress I would also be showing off to my friends. That's when I get influenced.
0: relationship became pretty serious pretty fast and soon after she had quit school and was living with him. Her parents had no idea.
1: At time I would lie to my parents, I want to go for tuition and boarding school but instead of me going to school I would go to my boyfriend's and stay there with him. My parents thinking I'm at school. That's- at what point did they realise
0: that you were actually not going to school, is it?
1: They never realised because I would go to a, to a bar would suggest a, somewhere far boarding. So they would never go out. But it's a two-week tuition. Yes. Okay.
0: And, and now what are they saying? What are your parents saying?
1: They're saying if I would have listened and been a child... I would have been a better person from now since I completed in 2015. I would have been somewhere where my friends are. So this time around, never fall for any trap. Look forward and be, a, and, and listen to what people are telling you.
0: At what point did you realise he was an alcoholic when he was a drunkard?
1: After I got... Pregnant. All this time, I used to ask him doing. He said no. Those mother said no. I don't. So I used to pretend. At some point, when it had all become too much, Christine asked her parents if
0: she could return home, but they said no.
1: That's when I discussed with my parents and asked them, "Can I just come back, cause I'm not as in living a life which I'm supposed to live. I'm living as in the old woman." That's when they said, okay, try to be there, you'll change it. I stayed until the baby was one year, three months, but he never changed. Three years into the marriage, however, and she couldn't take it any longer. She packed her bags and left. That's when I decided to go there, whether they want me or they don't want me. I'm still their child. That's when I went to my parents.
0: She regrets every day, she says, and especially on those days her friends call her and tell her about their better lives.
1: They call me, yeah, I'm what I'm encouraged right now, I'm doing this. You meet with them, you say they look so good. You'd feel you'd envy them and think it was also me doing this thing.
0: But she refuses to give up on herself and her dreams.
1: Did you go back to finish school? I'm planning to go back to school I was in to write this year. I want to be like you. Like all you here, since you are working at least, you can provide for your family and you cannot be a puppet to your husband. What do you want to be? I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. Why? Why a nurse? <laughs> And yes, I just as in I just have that heart. So maybe later on, if I get I start working and earn much money, I do up. I become a doctor. Maybe I can open an orphanage and helping those people that I don't have where to go. You're a good lady. Thank you so much. Thank you, madam. Thank you. (laughs) I am Aydan Songa, I am in a youth group, I am a first child here in Chongqing. Mm-hmm.
0: There are several young people, as Christine, and Plan International, which is an organization that focuses on equality for girls, seeks to empower such girls with the needed knowledge on sexual reproductive health rights, and the girls, in turn, take the knowledge home and pass it on. Here's Patricia. My
2: name uh, is Patricia Nangoi. I'm the Program Health Coordinator for Central PU, or now Central Program Area. I coordinate the health program, so in our communities where we are operating, we are working with the young people. Under the health sector, we are looking at sexual reproductive health. Where we are trying to work with the young people, especially the girls, trying to sensitize them on the issues of uh, sexual reproductive health, where they are supposed to know their rights and how to access also family planning if they wanted, and also condom to prevent them from getting pregnant, and also to just inform them to say if they indulge in sexual activities, they are supposed to use condom so that they are not able to fall pregnant. Is
0: it something that
2: is being accepted by the community, especially
0: telling you know the youth that they can use? Uh, contraceptives
2: they're accepting it now in the past it used to be very difficult and it wasn't accepted but now there's some change that we are able to see even as we go to the rural centers you are able to see that young people are actually coming for those services and most of them actually are either we are pregnant before and they don't want to fall pregnant again. So they've seen that actually they can get those services and prevent themselves because they're indulging in sexual activities. So the best way to do is to access the services so that they can't fall prey again into the same trap. You've been listening
0: to the Human Interest Podcast with me, Evelyn Wamboi. Many thanks to the Plan International Zambia team for making this possible. And thank you, dear listeners, for all your love and support that's keeping the podcast going and growing. If you haven't already, one of the ways you can assist is by subscribing, liking and sharing the podcast so more people are able to listen to it. And if your favourite podcast app has the option of rating and or leaving a comment, please do, so many more people can find and enjoy the podcast. Also, if you're interested in sharing your story, you can drop me a quick email on thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. That's thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on the podcast's Instagram account, which is also the Human Interest Podcast, and on Twitter at Evelyn Wambui. That's E-V-E-L-Y-N. W-A-M-B-U-I at Evelyn Womboy. Thanks, guys. See you next week for our final podcast episode of the year. It's going to be a bit chatty, this one. So come prepared. Bye, guys.